Hello. Hello and welcome. Hello and welcome, Auntie. <laughs> so? Happy Saturday. It's Tuesday. Happy first pop-up day. Today, tis the first day that we be cooking for 16 to 25-ish or so people. Should we call it a pop-off? Yo, it's our first pop-off. Maybe we popped off our pop-up? Is that like the move? <laughs> we're, gonna we're gonna confuse everyone from here. First of all, I think when we say pop-up, because we're saying so many words, like mm. vegan, paleo, Indian, pop-up <laughs> restaurant. We should just probably say vegan, paleo, Indian, restaurant, food. <laughs> no, not restaurant. Restaurant's confusing too. Restaurant is confusing, and I keep getting pictures of like Indian restaurants and concepts in other parts of Costa Rica, which is amazing. It's amazing to know that there are that there are available, just not here. Yeah, I'm gonna eat this fruit that's only available here as we speak because what's that called? I forget. Alien eggs. No, it's called. Oh my god, it's ripped everywhere. Grana, grenadine or something. Yeah, it's a sibling of maracuya, and because today's prep day, all I've had is coffee. What was it with little baby tamale? So, we're talking about our first day. Our big day. Much build up. Actually, it's beautiful that we didn't get a chance to like overbuild this mm -hmm. because 48 hours ago we were just making a decision about actually doing this at all. And one thing leads to another, and there we are, very much in the thick of it, but it's good. To push this, push ourselves through it, and let everyone, everything develop as it's going to develop. Right? I think we're leaning into the constraints a little bit, like certain spices not really showing up, and cumin was the only one, right? Whole cumin not mustard, showing up. Whole cumin, mustard seeds, green chilies. This is going to be an adapting. Yeah. Um, I appreciate that we're at this auntie hood place where, if as I drip juices of fruit all the way down my shirt. <laughs> And into my shirt and on my face. Continue talking. <laughs> Not even a break. You didn't even the like, show must go on. Can't acknowledge this normalcy over here. <laughs> Just life is happening around us and within us. Yeah. Okay. But we are going to. I'm. Mean, I, I'm expecting. I always expect that like a third of the well laid plans are going to fail for some reason. We're in Costa Rica, so it's like a higher margin, like fifty percent. And yet we're going to stay the course look at the horizon and get shit done. I like, I appreciate our differences. Because <laughs> uh, I'm like, dude, we made so many things happen already. We got all our groceries done. We got beautiful groceries. I feel really happy that we're going to be serving predominantly organic local food. Shout out to Tuesday Feria. Yo, um, like super excited to feed people nutritious, delicious food. Mm. Um, no idea how our budget's doing right now. That's, that's, that's a thing that you're taking care of. <laughs> like mentally tallying in my head. Okay, total receipts are going to be, I think, somewhere We might around. break even. <laughs> yes, exactly. We might break even, so... Thank God we're not doing this for work. <laughs> no, no, this is our artist selves exploring yes. and our ancestral selves exploring. Yes. But I'm really proud. So we made kofi yesterday mm. and we just put it all in the freezer. I'm like really excited to serve that. And Maybe, I don't know. Maybe we'll do that later. I don't know, we'll do later decisions. Inside. But I'm like really proud that dish is like bang dough. Yeah. And I feel like I've never made kofi before. And also it's vegan, also it's paleo. Like it's, yeah. And it's also made with the local juggity here. And daggery or like 
extremely raw molasses like authentic cane sugar. Yeah. Um, it's like unrefined sugar. Like with un, the molasses un, pulled out. Draw the molasses out, pour it on the street here to reduce dust. And then you still get this like dark, dense sugar, right? Yeah, like and I guess we can like call that like the Costa Rican maple syrup, you know? Like Yeah. Use local. And we fused it with cardamom and saffron. I don't know, like I, I just I feel like every step so far has been pretty lush and I feel like a lot of expansiveness and I know you feel like maybe the opposite of that. You're like, yo, we got things to do and a clock had taken. There is a ticking sound in my head, yes. Uh, and I'm just like, <laughs> yes. Also, while you take a nap, I'm gonna like do like a bunch more prep stuff for yeah, us. I need a timeout. I'm still recovering from my and misgivings but yeah i think like whenever that three o'clock pickup starts that's six hours of sprinting basically but I, I feel pretty good about what's gonna happen i think we're gonna improvise some things i'm also keeping a soft focus because it's, i know some things aren't going to happen like or happen the way we're expecting them to happen but i think we've given ourselves a lot of room where we're like only cooking well we're cooking three major dishes one with two variations but still using the same base one's already done one just has to set in the freezer. The ice coldness. Is Time is, is a secret ingredient. Always. Yeah. Um, so I think we've got a lot of space in our schedule, which also like, I mean, that was one of the objectives here was to make it easy to execute out of the kitchen. Yeah, and we'll see how easy it is still. But going from zero pace of us both living our rested body life as we like decolonized, as I would say, or just rather I not decolonized, decapitalizing our body of like forceful need for exponential productivity our self-worth is attached to productivity and like we've both been here kind of disembodying from that body which honestly I think is it's a lot of work to hold space for yourself and I think in my experience people are like wow that's amazing you're in costa rica or like even at other points in my life wow that's amazing they get the space to rest and i was like there's a lot of like friction or tension or perhaps even anxiety or like misunderstandings that happen within yourself as you choose to hold that space which is absolutely a privilege that i wish that more people could afford and recognize all the lushness in that but there is there is work in just being. And it's not actually work. There is is effort in being. And so we went from that place to a pretty steep timeline. Yeah. When our timeline was sunset. And yeah. now we got natural cycles versus like now we calendar got and timing and making commitments with other people. I remember reading somewhere that it is a form of activism to perform self-care. And it is a form of activism to demonstrate joy because I think a lot of people right now still hopefully the world's feeling more safe but I think only about a fifth of the world is feeling safe based on vaccine distribution and we've been feeling I think pretty safe over the most of the last six months here in this lush environment but also I think we can draw on that that replenished self now for something like this I don't think I could have come here at the beginning of the year and be like okay let's fucking do this I would have done this alone so I think we found good collaborators. And, and I think that's a form of expression too, to say one definition for art is that it's survival surplus. Right? To say that you are able to live and now you can give some aspect of your energy and your creativity to something that's about exploration and, and gratitude and sharing. Well, I take a different relationship to art where it's actually like, 
art is essential for survival. Hmm. Where art is like generally the only thing that survives an era and for a person's life ex life expectancy. Like at the end, you're thinking about your experiences, you're thinking hmm. about gatherings, you're thinking about connectivity. A lot of those are experiences facilitated through art. Mm -hmm. um, and when you think about what we look at in eras before us, they're generally art-centered, mm -hmm. culture-centered pieces that are, yeah. like right now we're exploring food. That's a culture, it's an art yeah. of its own. And our ability to gift it with energy and attention is, I think, yeah. what's referred to in that survival surplus. Because we want to search to survive beyond just our day-to-day -day survivalist instinct. Okay, so today we want to let, maybe we'll just tell you, we'll like recap the menu and like maybe keep it low logistics since we're so deep in logistics. That's boring for everybody but me, I think. <laughs> My spreadsheet mind. So today we're making fruit chopped. We're a sweet and savory chop because it's more than just fruit in it. So we got purple cabbage, yams, and we have mango and a little bit of sprinkle of papaya in there. Mm. And um, we're going to marinate it with lime mm. and chocolate salad that we're going to custom blend a chocolate mm. salad. Yeah. We're finally going to put to use that dried mango powder, which I've never used before. And black before. salt. Which I've also never used before. I've also never used before. Do you know what black salt is in the end? What is it's it? salt from the Himalayas that has sulfur in it. That's why it gives it that, that eggy smells. flavor. And that umami. Yeah, I just had to look it up because I was like, and also there's a reason, that's part of the reason it's not always black. It's uh, it's reddish, it's pinkish, but fundamentally it, it's, it carries that uh, that sulfur in it, which is what, which is like the je ne sais quoi of that ingredient. All I know is that it tastes fucking good on bananas. Mm. You dice up bananas and pull those parts of that. Sulfur plus potassium. Woo! Woo! <laughs> okay. So that we're going to start them off with fucking exploding taste buds. I've never eaten a fruit chop before. Oh. And then they're going to be sitting wanting, hopefully having their first beverage post sunset. And then what are we going to do to them? We're going to hit them with that paleo vegan bang, depending on your situation. So we got cashew buttered chicken mm. or cashew buttered cauliflower served on a bed of quinoa palau. And palau is not biryani. Rice dishes. We'll make a biryani while we're here, I hope. Well, quinoa, it's quinoa. It's like a rice quinoa. Sub, sub, sub. Totally. And, and then on the side, we're going to have some cut cucumbers with a little bit of that namak action, so a little black salt and a little lime. And pickled red onions that are loosely pickled so that you still get that crunch so they're like mm. fresh pickled and then they call that the quick pickle the i think in north america we're gonna quick pick them quick pick yeah. i wish i had my mandolin here you know what so, we got so i remember when we first met I, not when we first met but when we were at your old place when we were neighbors and not roommates mm. you were like how many limes you need. I'm just like the best lime squeezer ever. <laughs> About to be called into service. Big limes, so we're gonna hit you we up for that. We're, we're gonna, gonna do it. We're gonna dive in. Um, I'm excited, because that dish is gonna be coconut and water and cashew and a whole bunch of tomatoes and spices like fused in there. We're gonna hit that, start the cooking procession with this so that all the goodies can marinate. Also, the chickpeas been marinating. The chicken's been marinating since yesterday. Didn't post a picture of that. I will. It's when we open it up, you know, it's all like juiced 
It's gonna be delicious. It's all the right spices. You get the coconut milk in there. To be honest, I don't know what spices I use when I marinate it. I'm like, <laughs> this looks good. I like these colors. Just something to permeate the meat, which I think is the point of it. You're using time as an ingredient. Yeah, and I want the cauliflower to steep in that goodness so for as long mm. as it can too. Mm -hmm. And then we roll into dessert is setting in the freezer. So First cool. time making kulfi. Quesar kulfi without pistachios. We got a little bit of macadamias, almonds. Oh, I put almonds in the fridge to soak. Oh yeah, we should put the almonds on the kulfi. Saffron, cardamom, and Costa Rican OG maple syrup, aka juggity, aka cane sugar, aka molasses, aka our sweetener. What does quesar mean? Um, good cute, good cute. I'm gonna have to follow up on that. I'm gonna give you a little post about what queso means because I can't remember. Mm. In my head, I thought it was pistachio. It's, it's, I think queso is like a flavor profile, but we're gonna circle back. Maybe we could make a note on that one. The people are gonna follow the up. People will ask Hashtagging questions. us for the quesar, K-E-S-A-R. Hashtag, what's the quesar? Oh yeah, we're gonna figure that out. Um, but also I wanna just highlight that the butter, cashew butter protein is going to be North Indian style and the pilau, the pilau mm. is Goan style. Totally. Right? You, you're about to get into it. We're gonna have it touch like waves from the ocean, grazing the sand of the beach, an homage to our beach life. Oh, we have a full recollection of our poetic conversation <laughs> where the it's a quinoa, different podcast. the pilau, <laughs> meets the buttered, <laughs> vegan buttered, cashew cream, and they're just gonna... And also two types of quinoa, because we fucking bought all the quinoa out of that grocery store. Oh my god. Hopefully no one eats quinoa. It's also wild, some mm -hmm. finding some ingredients, and it's, hey, would you like to pay three million colones for one serving of quinoa? And we're like, mm -hmm. Gotta find the bulk place around here. Yeah. Or elsewhere. We're clearly doing this for art, yeah. for love, yeah. and for auntiehood. My hands are still sticky. Okay, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and auntiehood, because yeah. we're, we're clearly not doing it for the margins at this point. No um, aunties ever doing it for margins. All aunties are doing it for love. Maximum love. That's probably why like, my mom did not want to start like a restaurant like we asked her to. We're like, mom, please cook for the masses. And she's like, nope. The secret ingredient, beta, is love. Yeah. And then you could be like going all the way back to like our first recording. It was like, how do you make margins at a restaurant? Well, you make all these substitutions, you add calories through cream and all this stuff. No one's just sitting there and blending up cashews are fucking expensive. And so every just blended up some cashews. amount of um, money that would have gone to a return on capital goes back into the ingredients when you're making it at home or you're making it the way we're making it which is skipping nothing, right? Like literally every step of the way, it's what is the best coconut milk we can use, the most whole, none of the quar gum stuff. Like literally, I think we've done our best to put the best possible ingredients together for this. And that eats, eats into margin, but that's not a priority for us. It's a big gift to be able to cook like that and to share it in that way, which hopefully makes people feel really good, um, but also makes us feel, I think, pretty good that we've done our best to care for it. I feel like we're cooking food that I would legitimately eat every fucking day and yeah. know that my body would still say, stay whole and delightful. Yeah. Well, on that note, we got some prep. Yeah, <laughs> things we to do. We got some naps. Yeah. And we got to eat something. Yeah. Uh, I might need to tuck into the ocean for a second. Yeah. Do whatever Just it does. Catch that reverb, revive. So. See you on the other side. I and guess. break.